Hi, and welcome to the Conscious Connections podcast with me, your host, Katie Farrell, creating a place for mind, body, and spiritual growth for today's women through inspiration, knowledge, and conversation. And we have something a bit different for you today. I'm handing over the interview reins to my friend, Jenny Gordon, and she's going to be asking me the questions about my own spiritual awakening and how, as part of that journey, it's brought me to being able to live free of the autoimmune conditions of chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, which had plagued me for 10 years. So whilst it feels a little bit strange to be on the other side of my own podcast microphone, I'm also very excited to share my story with you. Hi, very excited to be here today. Um, I'm, I'm Jenny Gordon and I'm here with Katie Farrell and we're going to talk all about how Katie came to be um, a spiritual coach and mentor. She is to so many today. So with no further ado, Katie, could you tell us a little bit about how you, um, well, let, let's start with how did you come across the lead? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Jenny. And it's really nice, funny being on, on this receiving end as well. So um <laughs> so excited I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like, so yeah, um, so my journey, I suppose, really kick-started back in September 2019, um, in terms of going through my spiritual awakening. And um I came across just a couple of months before that, I came across a couple called Liv and Rafa Kanya. And um, they're a couple of spiritual change makers and mentors and were advertising a new program that they were running. And and it really resonated with, with me, everything they were saying, because I've always, well, for many years, I've been really in touch with using energy and a more spiritual side to me, but not necessarily fully understanding it hadn't really fully explored it kind of you know touching the surface really um and I suppose the closest that I'd come to that was becoming a Reiki practitioner and then master back in say my 20s so about half my lifetime ago (laughs) yeah it's interesting um, so you kind of exposed yourself to that world of energy let's say yeah, I think I'd from a very young age, I was very aware of being very intuitive, as I would have called it with people, and um, having a certain sort of a knowing, really understanding people and, and finding them fascinating as well, wanting to explore um, who people were, um, you know, and their personalities and what made them tick, you know, what kind of things they'd love to do. And so I was always sort of exploring that with people anyway. But I I think I was very aware that there was something deeper than that. But like with so many people. Yeah, and I I think think there's something really key in that because I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people listening, that that feeling of that there's something more. Um, And and I think it's a huge value for people to hear more. Yeah, good. Yeah. And yeah, well, I think think you're right that... um, it's that often referred to, isn't it, as the sixth sense? And I think more and more people are yeah. becoming aware. Yeah, I felt something similar, but I just didn't know. I want it more. Yeah. <laughs> more. That desire for more, I think, is really strong in people. And I think it's really cool to hear how, what you did with that. Yeah. Like where it brought you. Well, I think, I mean, I'd followed, I'd followed it in certain ways, but like with so many people, it kind of gets lost and it, it gets a bit buried underneath 
um, you know, especially back then, you know, it doesn't sound that long ago, but 20, 30 years ago, well, well I'm, you know, I'm 46 now, but um, it wasn't spoken about as widely. You know, if you were into the spiritual side of things, you were either really religious or a bit woo-woo and strange, you know, and going around in uh, long floaty skirts and bangles and living in <laughs> Stonehenge and places like that. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it can be all of those things because being spiritual doesn't, isn't defined in any particular way. You don't look a particular way. You don't do anything particular. It's, it's about the, the, the way of life and being open to the fact that there is far much more to this universe than what we see on this physical sort of third dim three dimension plane and and so because it's always a bit weird you know when things happen you you start to or it's received in a you know well that's a bit weird way so you start to you know dull things down a bit and maybe not mention things that you see or feel or sense to as many people and you kind of keep it to those trusted yeah, few that don't that kind of oh I'm those. being silly or oh I'm you know you can dismiss something um yeah. and, and actually and, and and also kind of analyze it and talk yourself out of it as well because you think oh I've yeah, picked up the true. phone to call somebody at exactly the same time they've done that to me I mean my mum and I do that with each other all the time it literally just yesterday it happened as well and you know we'll go to phone them and you think oh they're engaged Talking to somebody else, and then you realise you call again, oh. and it was you that they were calling. So, and you can kind they, of oh, it's just I, coincidence. So, what was it from that? Because I think so many people resonate with feeling all of that. And then, what was it that made you kind of realise there is something more, or that drew more out of you that started you on? You know, what planted the seed of curiosity that made you, for example, go and study? to be a Reiki practitioner yeah well that was an invite from a friend to go and have some Reiki to receive the energy myself and I loved it and my um the lady that was treating me then and became went on to being my master um and that's a Reiki terminology an energy master that is able to attune you you know to share the energy and how to um share that energy onwards with others in a healing way um I give them that sort of title and um, and she actually said to me, you know, you already have so many abilities yourself. Yeah. So she recognised straight away, which is often the way, you know, if you're into energy, if you understand spirituality, you you recognise it in you know yeah. in in others, don't you? You can sense it. You you can feel it's it shared with you. Yeah. But so, what about people that don't know what Reiki is? Could you give them a bit of a? Yeah, Reiki is a it's a it's a modality of energy it's a it's a way of sharing um if you are a reiki practitioner you are like the conduit of energy that's in the universe that's here and um open for people to receive it's like you're a channel for that it's like you you can focus that energy into another human being or animal you know some people use reiki on on animals for instance so it's being that conduit um, to actually share the energy in a focused and more effective way to another person. So I did love using that and I did, um, I incorporated that, I used it with friends and family initially. And then when I actually made the leap into self-employment um, back in 2010, um, so I left, I was employed by the NHS on a big national programme of change. 
I was always in quite, um, quite high level roles, generally consultancy, traveling the length and breadth of the country or various countries at times. Um, and, and I'd got to the point where, you know, I had a son, I was a single parent and I just needed a change. And um, I'd also, through having my son, um, throughout the labor, I'd not had any pain relief. I wanted it to be as natural as possible anyway, but I wasn't averse to having medication. I just you know, was, um, wanted ideally a water birth and for it to be as natural as possible. And, but I didn't have any plans as to how, how that would go. It was my first child, so I didn't know <laughs> really what to expect. But actually what, I, what happened was, other than doing a bit some Reiki on myself, um, I was mentally um, on a beach. So things were happening, you know, contractions were starting, but I was mentally on a beach having a really lovely relaxing time. And I really remember being just immersed in feeling the sun on my body, hearing the waves of the sea just lapping onto the sand and just being really relaxed. And to cut a long story short, it was only after that happened, uh, after I'd given birth and spoken to other people, that I realised not everybody does that. And that was quite a natural thing for me to do. I didn't think about doing it. I didn't plan it. But on reflection, I've often used my mind, my energy to actually take myself out of a situation so mm. if it's uncomfortable in any way or to actually put focus into a situation and almost like give myself strength or confidence um and so I started to explore that and research what was I actually doing in that case and found it was a form of hypnosis self-hypnosis so we all have the ability to take to do that to use our minds um to whether it's to really focus on something or as I did then take myself out of a situation. And, and it's fascinated me. So I, I actually studied it whilst I was, so I was working three or four days a week and, you know, long, long hour days at the time in my NHS role. I was a single parent and studying for a degree level um, diploma in <laughs> cognitive behavioral hypnotherapy. So, um, and then we were all made redundant. So it was just one of those things that just happened quicker than I would have planned for it. But I took myself into um, running my own practice, using the hypnotherapy, Reiki energy work, and a few other and spirit. Therapies. And then the hypnosis is kind of the mind. Hypnosis is very much the mind and, and the relation with the, the mind to the body. And, and the body. Okay, so we have spirit, mind, and body. Yeah, so absolutely. Themes coming up. Yeah, and I, and I loved it, but. Um, and I suppose the focus became then on the, the hypnotherapy and the, the coaching that evolved from that practice. And it was really going through some really tough times myself. So on a personal level, having, you know, I lost some really uh, close members of my family. Um, I was having really serious bouts of chronic fatigue, which, you know, at the time were... You know, I could see how they happened because I've always been a person who strives to do really well, have kind of those more perfectionist tendencies at times. I'm a work in progress for, you know, <laughs> dealing with that. Um, and, you know, have always been the one who does everything. I love being busy. I love exploring. I love experiencing new, new things. 
So I was always, you know, probably taking on more than in the end I could chew. You were a doer. <laughs> Very much a doer and loving it. Yeah. But, you know, there comes a point where you have to start thinking, actually, there's only so much that one person can do. Yeah. But also it was, I was being impacted in ways that I just couldn't explain um, that I really but it must have been very challenging then to have something like the chronic fatigue um, when you're someone who's so active, so kind of doer. That must have been a real challenge. Um, it and was. Were, were, how did you manage it? Was it the hypnosis, the research? Well, I think I was lucky that I had this very large, you know, call it a toolbox of modalities to be able to draw upon. So I would give myself some Reiki, you know, in the evenings or I would use my mindset abilities, um, you know, the self-hypnosis to to make me feel myself feel better, um, set myself up for the day. But um, but funny enough, that's where I started to, in a sense, beat myself up because I thought I was still being knocked. I was still being floored by what, you know, chronic fatigue is quite a strange one anyway. And anyone suffering with that and other autoimmune conditions um, will probably attest to that it's um it's you never know when to expect it you can be feeling great for a few days a few weeks even and then you'll just be flawed again and you can't quite put your finger on what's caused it um and and I suppose at that time yeah I was beating myself up a bit for not being able to heal myself when I could help others um, that's so common as well for people who try things and they want to be better and they want to be well and they're sort of trying to understand or figure out and it's it's very it can be very challenging as you experience yeah. it um on a number of levels as well because I think you've got the the physical impact or physiological yeah. depending on how you're affected but also it's the mental and the emotional side of things that that's huge right yeah you kind I'm of sure you saw that with your clients as well as you, you you know you would work with exactly those things right yeah absolutely and and to really be able to not just empathize and um want to help other clients but but really really you know you understand what they're going yeah. through and um and so I suppose seeing the some of the videos the introductory videos that Raf and Liv were doing yeah. explaining I knew Liv um as a healer anyway so I'd seen a few of her um sort of online treatments that she would do for people which were great and then they were looking um sort of inviting you to think about what your sole purpose was and your sole contract and it was on a Facebook post I can still remember it now and you know myself as, as well as a number of other people and potentially you were one of those as well yeah. that responded saying oh well I'm here to do xyz to serve these kind of people in this way or whatever you felt your you know contract what sole contract was and then they did a, a live a week or two later responding to some of those and as soon as they started sharing for me what they'd received um, from their non-physical team about me and my purpose it just you know the shivers and goosebumps that ran through me because it just meant it really resonated at a deep level but also made me want to learn more to hear more because That's it was all so knowing you knew yeah yeah mm. completely and it was just that oh, somebody actually understands 
And so, so, um, yeah, I, I looked into the program that they run in called Believe and, and joined that in, in the September when it started. And that was, that was the beginning of this awakening, spiritual awakening journey of releasing so much of the um, sort of what I now understand to be the fear labeled responses, the fear labeled memories that we have in us, you know, whether consciously or, or unconscious. And um, so it, it was a, a almost like a two pronged approach because there was the going through it yourself from a personal perspective and understanding what had led you to that point and how what was um, sort of ready for you to move on towards, you know, what you'd come here to do and be and getting you ready to, to be that person and knowing that it's constantly evolving as well. So it was. You know, it's a real <laughs> a roller coaster of a of a spiritual awakening journey for sure. Um, you know, it makes me laugh when I see some meme type posts, and it's all oh, you know, <laughs> rainbows and unicorns, and there is <laughs> 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 no, as much you know, it's not filled tissues as as that. <laughs> and um, so it was uh, ten or twelve weeks. I can't remember now, but very intense, but in a um in a real loving way very much supported with Raph and Liv you know sort of leading the way but also and sharing their insight leading their insight that they're getting all the time but also us developing our own abilities and as a community you know as a group that we're going through it together really sharing in our experiences and learning and developing together so it was it was fascinating it was and it was literally life-changing um, so how did it change your life? Because you've talked about the the physical chronic fatigue. You've talked about um, you know this connection to spirit and body that you already had in your journey, or so what maybe part of your soul contract. But what? How did becoming into believe in this huge life change? What was it that that changed? Yeah. Well, it was. I suppose as a as a group, we we stayed together and we've. Um, you know, the community has grown. So I was on one course, other people had done it at different times. And and we all stayed together and were going through this really powerful developmental journey onwards from there. And and as part of the uh, the program, I had a sort of a one-to-one or one-to-two session with Liv and Rath, where there's sort of focused time on you and what you're here to do and what you want to get out of, you know, this one precious physical life that we have so um not only did is part of that developing your relationship with your higher self which is amazing you know in its just by itself that alone is worth you know any money or any time or any snot filled tissues or whatever it might be just knowing that there's somebody there with you that knows you has shared your whole life with you and completely has your back is in your corner you know, supporting, cheerleading, um, all the rest is is fantastic. But actually going on to the next level then of really understanding not just that relationship, but with the rest of your non-physical team. So guides um, who are here to, again, help you to um, really achieve your sole purpose. And so one of the key things for me that I, I, I say learned, but kind of, re-understood <laughs> is 
healing is a big thing for me and the mind body spiritual connection so um through the one-to-one work we were able to sort of unlock a, a couple of new capabilities of mine and actually one of them we we actually unlocked through working with yourself wasn't it doing the akashic records reading so which if anyone's interested in that is a separate um episode with you talking through um, your abilities that have come out um but this other one that came out with the um one-to-one work with live and wrath was called what's now called unveiling the truth and it's the ability that i've had unlocked to be able to tune into another person and this is completely remotely don't need to be physically together in the same room and to be able to um, receive information um, about their sort of past experiences that are impacting on where they're at now so um, we we all have memories you know we go through life we have different experiences good bad and indifferent Um, but those experiences are really about how we are in them and how we respond in them how we act and how we react to things that um events that happen either to us or around us with other people Mm. and some of these and this made complete sense to me at the time being you know with my hypnotherapy work but I was also aware that with hypnotherapy there seemed to be at times a limit to what it can actually uncover because it's very much down to the the person themselves in that sort of physical experience um, and time uh, kind of knowing that there's something else and being able to recall that what's different about this um, ability is it's shared it's through your higher self they actually are able to go back and unlock or uncover um, memories that have been hidden or locked away because at the time they were deemed as a bit too traumatic um, and it doesn't the word trauma is a funny one because it's it's often deemed to be as something massive and really you know really horrific but actually something that's deemed as traumatic can actually just be you've been made to feel silly when you're a child for you know maybe answering a class um, a questioning class and getting it wrong mm-hmm. or just seeing something that at the time you don't understand and it just feels a bit yucky but you maybe aren't old enough to um, voice or verbalize and express how it's making you feel so actually you you don't it's kept within and then it causes some trauma um, it might be physical emotional impact and so this ability enables me to through my higher self and another person's higher self actually release those memories from being hidden or locked away and bring them forward for some understanding for the person that I'd be working with to actually learn from a past experience, understand how something that you perceived as traumatic at the time actually has gone on to be re-triggered and cause you issues. So just to kind of put some context around that and help hopefully explain it um the the chronic fatigue we talked about that i've experienced um that actually was caused by an event that wasn't even didn't even happen to me you know it happened to an ancestor and um but because energetically 
we are linked. And th that had come with me into my life, my physical life that I'm having now, um, probably because I'd agreed to take that on for, for whatever reason, to actually, as I understand now, to learn from it and understand the impact it can have for other people. And so the impact that it had caused physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually at the time was being re-triggered in me any time that, that a similar event happened that I witnessed or was part of that caused a similar response in my body to that original um, episode. And what did that look like? Was it like, did you kind of cure it and then it would come back again? Or how was it triggered? I was kind of confused. Yeah, so, um, so that's where I would, um, so for instance, I, I might have been going on for a few days feeling absolutely fine, um, especially if I'd had some um, therapies to, to deal with the symptoms. And, that, and that's the difference. It's, I was able to manage the symptoms to a degree with different um, modalities, but never actually got to the crux of what it was before and what was causing it to, to actually heal it properly. And so I would, how it presented me was, um, you know, I can really remember clearly, I used to run networking groups um, for a, a national organisation. And, and I loved that when I got into it, you know, I, it's what I did quite naturally, um, supporting other women in business and running meetings, hosting them, chairing them, um, running training sessions. And normally that would really fire me up, you know, and I'd come away on a bit of a high and I'd love it. And then I noticed a few times that I was, I'd come away and just be absolutely exhausted. It literally felt like somebody had unplugged you. So if you imagine, you know, those kind of inflatable, um, like at Christmas time, people have them in the gardens and they sort of wave oh, with yeah. the air that's been blown into them. And then you unplug them and go. <laughs> and, and that's how I would feel like I'd literally just sink into the sofa when I got home and feel like I just couldn't move. I had brain fog where you just can't think. And, um, you know, muscles would hurt and ache. Joints would be the same. And. And it would just not make any sense to me as to why on that particular day I would be feeling like that. And so that's what would happen because I, there would have been an event that triggered those similar responses in me as to what had occurred in that original event that made me, me um, sort of physically, emotionally, et cetera, respond in the same way. So you'd find the symptoms would come off. You'd, mm. you'd, you'd try to use a an energy modality of some kind and it would help and then you put yourself in a situation and suddenly it'd be triggered again that yeah yeah all subconscious you know subconsciously not aware what was happening and, and that, uh, okay or that so I was because as far as you know you've just got this condition yeah okay. had a label put on it yeah um, and that is the trouble with autoimmune conditions as well that they are their conditions they're not a diagnosable disease that you yeah, know, that are you get X, Y, and yeah. Z, and then we can yeah treat it or cure it in this way. Yeah, it's a collection of symptoms that have no direct cause that they can identify. Okay. So, and that's again what makes it quite difficult to find the cause because one person may also not only may be different to another person that has a similar issue, but that one person can have different issues on different days different symptoms show up uh, or yeah. the symptoms can get worse yeah. 
so it was really really difficult and um but actually i'd throughout this um the, the spiritual awakening journey and then this um capability that was um unlocked was actually understanding that this where it's been labeled as chronic fatigue yes there was the exhaustion the absolute fatigue but it wasn't a disease it was actually a collection of responses in my body that were being re-triggered each time a similar event happened to trigger those responses in me so so what I made I was able to do is identify what those events were and the re-triggering ones so I received the my non-physical team brought me information about what those events were and what about them was kind of the common thread and why that caused such a response in me and then it also um, um, brought me details right down to a sort of cellular level as to what the impact has been over the years. And that's where, you know, if there'd been any sort of doubt or cynicism, not that there was, but I think many people going through this kind of um, process will, I'm sure, resonate with, you, you have those elements of doubt and think, have I just received that or am I just making it up in my own head, <laughs> um, you know, about certain pieces of information. but. When I was, or when I received information about certain minerals or enzymes that had been impacted in my body, some of them, um, yes, I'd heard of, but I didn't didn't actually know what they did. So I knew that I wasn't making that up because oh, I, I wouldn't have known to make it, it up. Yeah. yeah. So I had to actually go away and Google it afterwards. Say, oh well, what is Q10. I've heard of it in face creams, but what actually does it do? Um, because that was one of the things that I received that my heart was being impacted and um and kind of um throttled in a sense of whenever this um re-triggering happened, it would be impacted and it wouldn't be able to produce Q10. And then I realized when I looked it up that Q10 is involved in the production of energy in the mitochondria of, an, of every cell in the body. Okay. So when you understand that, and that if you imagine that being shocked, no wonder I was being literally flawed on certain occasions. Wow. So that's huge understanding. Like, massive. massive. Such clarity. Yeah. But then and, you're able to, you know, and it's, it's so interesting that you, it's all subconscious. Like, and I think that's so common that, and that's why it's such a big unknown. Like people don't understand these um, autoimmune, autoimmune issues, just like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really interesting that you were able to get to the bottom of it. That's yeah. And that's kind of then the next phase, which is, um, you know, sort of exciting in its sort of the most exciting point for me, really, is, is the healing. Um, because through this process, I was able to enact enact healing through my higher self and um so if I was working for you with you for instance yeah. I can um share so my higher self can share the healing to resolve and heal all of the issues that have been brought forward um and are part of this re-triggering process um and that healing energy continues for as long as it's needed so we okay. don't need to be you and I don't need to be in a session together um, so most healing that is able to be generated for, for others in, in terms of energy healing. It's, you know, if we're in a half an hour session, it's 
you get half an hour's worth of healing kind of thing. And if it hasn't resolved the issue, you come back and have some more. So that's, you know, that's kind of the normal process you would expect. But what still blows my mind about and what's unique about this particular healing is, as I say, my higher self enables your higher self to harness that energy, that healing energy for as long as is needed to resolve the issues without us having to see each other again necessarily or without any impact on me or you, you know, here as physical human beings whilst it's happening. Um, So, you know, for me to sit here now and say, I can honestly say hand on heart, my chronic fatigue has been resolved. Um, And it's really funny, the one time, I can remember the key time that that really registered with me. And it was one evening, it was about 10 o'clock at night. And I was doing the washing up at the end of the day. And I'd had that kind of, oh, shall I bother them? I'm so tired. I'd rather not stand there doing this right now and then thinking yeah but I'd also not want to come down to it in the morning get it done get it sorted and then get to bed and I was standing there washing up and I just thought oh I'm really tired and then I realized actually when I really connected in with that yes I felt tired but it was a normal tired it was a tired that I you know remember feeling 15 20 30 years ago that most normal people that don't have any kind of chronic fatigue or exhaustion issues have and I knew that going to bed having a good night's sleep getting up the next day I'd be restored you know rested and restored again I wouldn't have that ongoing fatigue that just doesn't ever seem to truly go away when you've got chronic fatigue issues and I just thought wow it you know it might sound really trivial but to just recognize in me that I'm feeling tired in a normal way again for the first time in over a decade, over a decade. Because I think when you're dealing with something that's chronic, you don't, you kind of forget what life used to be like. And it's only when you're, you know, almost kind of, as I say, giving back your life that you realise how bad you'd got. You get used to your new normal becomes, you know, uh, 20, 30, 40, some people, you know, 80, 90% worse than your normal normal so um so that was huge for me really impactful and I just thought if I can if I can do this for me and apparently at the time you know thinking if I can do this for other people even if I can just help one other person to not feel as awful as something like chronic fatigue makes you feel then I want to do that and 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 I have been and and it's amazing I want to you know help as many people out there as possible um you know the world over if and it's not just autoimmune it's I've also resolved some um, hormonal issues in myself there's been you know even if it's physical if it's chronic back pain you know that can be caused by something that happened years ago that's still being re-triggered it's the low vibration that's caused energetically and stored in our body you know that we that we haven't been able to release for whatever reason that actually causes these longer term issues. So, um, yeah, so that's, so that's part of my purpose is the truth. Like, <laughs> wow, that's quite an amazing capability. Um, so what would somebody expect if they were to come to you for a um, unveiling of the truth session? Yeah, so it's um, so it's a typically a ninety minute session. Um, before that, I would have had a, a sort of 
an, an initial consultation with somebody just to find out from their perspective how they're being impacted, you know, what their challenges are and um, and and also I tune in with my non-physical team just to make sure it's something that this unveiling of the truth can actually help to resolve. Um, and then the, the session itself is 90 minutes. I, I typically do it over Zoom. Um, as I say, it doesn't need to be physically together in the same room. Um, and whilst I could just tune into somebody completely remotely without being together like, like this now on, on Zoom, mm -hmm. it's actually quite a nice two-way process because um, the, the energy that I'm able to hold and bring for the client um, in that first stage of actually receiving the understanding about events, what has happened to cause you know, these, these problems that you're experiencing now. And so it, it's good to be able to hold that and the client to share what they're receiving. So their higher self will be bringing through, whether it's images. Oh, okay. Like as these, words, um, whatever the subconscious, the things that we didn't know were, that they can come up in the session. That's it. Yeah. And, and so it's good to be able to talk it out, I guess, in the session. Definitely. Because especially if you've not done anything like that before, you mm -hmm. can kind of um, analyse too much yourself and think, oh, yeah. that can't be related. I won't mention that or, or I feel a bit silly. Um, so I try to encourage them to be as just open to receiving and sharing and just trusting that what comes up is is true and it's relevant. So it's a very much a sort of two way process of the client sharing what they're getting. Yeah. And if they're struggling in any way or if there's sort of supplementary information that my team can share with me to make that process a bit smoother and more efficient or to help just make sense of what's coming through, then they will share that with me as well. Um, so that's that. the first phase is working through getting the understanding of what's happened in the past. So the emotional, almost the, 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 the mind and the, the emotions part of it. Absolutely, yeah. And then um, the next phase is the me being brought the information as to what the impact it's had on the, the person. Because they might come to me saying, like with myself, you know, it's, the extreme exhaustion it's the painful joints it's the really achy muscles so it's really a physical the body almost <laughs> well it can be but it can also be um for instance either as a, a sort of a, an offshoot of that or the the crux of the problem that the client presents with could be I don't feel seem able to put myself out there you know if, especially if you're say a business owner where you're the success of your business is very much on you sharing your business, promoting it, you know, being whether it's on social media or whatever it might be. And there might be something that's just constantly holding them back or they try to do things and they're always thwarted and they might not, they might not um, see sort of any obvious similarities between them. Okay. But again, so it's not necessarily just, it's not just physical things. Okay. It can be, emotional psychological yes. um yeah. and so so they might be aware of certain things mm -hmm. but very often there are other issues other impacts on them that have happened that they might not be so aware of and yeah. especially because it's right down to this cellular or granular level yeah. so that's the next I'm process i'm sure in that moment you connect to it though even if 
yeah previously aware it when it comes up in that moment there's a sort of a uh-huh, like, like that clarity that yeah. moment of clarity like of like an almost that aha moment of oh my god this is what's been triggering me this is what's been impacting me and this is why I haven't been able to absolutely and that's that's the beauty of it I think because very often there's um you know it's the unknown that's the most frustrating side of things I know that you know for myself um and also I got sort of thinking of a client who came with um more business focused issues that she was having but actually what came out of that's part of the process the understanding the impact it had you know there were digestive issues and and you know some other things that she hadn't mentioned to me I wasn't expecting them to come up and at that point you know it can be a bit oh what's this you know when I receive information about it I share it mm. um but have no idea where that's going or why it's come up and then the client you know said oh my gosh yes I, that has plagued me. I've had these kind of issues, whether it's IBS or, you know, how, however it's presented to them, that they hadn't connected the dots that they were related at all. I mean, why would they? It's really, something in your business, and <laughs> yeah, you've got some digestive issues. Um, but it's all connected, right? The mind, yeah. like, you bring everything with you into your business, into your relationships. It's all connected. So much so, yeah. And so, um, and then the the healing is the the next part of that but really that session is 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 or section should I say of the session is probably the shortest because all I'm doing at that point is enacting the healing kick kicking it off and then okay. that continues for as long as it's needed whether it's a couple of days whether it's a few weeks and that will generally deter, um sort of be based upon how long the clients had the issues for and you know to what degree that they've kind of taken taken root if you like so um and then we, we do do all that in roughly 90 minutes so you um you mentioned that your higher self works with my higher self which obviously blind yeah uh, do you have to have connected to your higher self to do an unveiling of the truth session not at all you don't need to be um aware of anything you don't need to have had a relationship you know understanding who your higher self is at all um you just need to really be open to it to the possibility of it happening and just trusting in the process really um you don't need to have any ability on on your part at all so quite different when when you do work with somebody that is as we would say consciously whole so they have a conscious connection with their higher self you might be you know talking with them through the day or doing some work so in our group um where we have all gone through that spiritual awakening process and have that more conscious connection with our higher selves and our physical te- non-physical team sorry it's it's quite interesting how you know in those sessions I would typically not have to do so much of the work let's say or, or at least not have to share so much because the client actually has the information receive. shared with them oh, okay. yeah, and receive it through their higher self okay. so okay. whilst I'm holding the the space and making that possible for the higher self to bring that information through because it might be that it's my team that are bringing it through to them to enact it um or to activate it it's um yeah if you're consciously whole if you have um spiritually aware tendencies let's say 
you tend to receive more yourself in that part of the process but otherwise that there's no there's no difference you don't need any particular so it's really for anyone Absolutely. no matter where they are in their journey it's it's just if you feel the what we call that still knowing that sort of draw to it that kind of curiosity that desire for change that desire for more that you mentioned we mentioned earlier and yeah. uh, this is a really um incredible <laughs> capability that that you have that you can help people with yeah you know especially if it's something that's been going on for a while and you know you might have tried um addressing it in certain you know a number of different ways like I had um yeah. and you're just not getting the results that you you mm. need that you desire then um you know this is a great great way of addressing it yeah yeah absolutely and there's so many people so many people suffering with issues that that um I'm sure resonate with your journey and feel exactly the same so, yeah sadly so yeah. yeah absolutely and you know and that just being in the community that you know we are in of those of us who have gone through this spiritual awakening journey and you know it, yeah it was really tough at times and you know I'm sure I wasn't the only one to at times think oh is this worth it because I actually feel a lot worse at the moment than I did you know before I started because it is a bit like peeling the layers of an onion away isn't it and getting right to the root of things but wow it's so worth it I mean you know we've just talked about one of the capabilities that I've unlocked yeah. one of you know a few and there are more to come that you know exploring already and just sharing and hearing from each of the others like yourself with your Akashic records and real experience energy and we've got healers we've got um and I think going back to the you know the topic of spiritual people you know spirituality itself and the kind of stereotyping that that gets and I really want to I suppose that's part of my desire now as well, as, as, as well as my journey, I think, because I know more and more people are more open to exploring things now. They, they know there's more to life than just what we can physically see. They're feeling the pull. They're mm. hearing, you know, the calling and wanting to explore more. And, it's, you know, it's not all fluffy jumpers and... Um, bangles and having to sit there on you know cross-legged for hours on end <laughs> tuning in <laughs> you know it's it's for normal people uh, you know we are human we're, we're we're normal we're the same as the next person on the street that you pass but and we've all had these abilities it's just they've been conditioned out of us or you know we've kind of denied them or or perhaps been scared of them even but there's just so much it's so fascinating it's you know, it could be, I think I remember Raph using an example of, you know, a dentist, you know, yeah. or a surgeon. Mm. And it could be actually just being more open to receiving information could make you an even better surgeon, whether it's being more in tune with your patients or, you know, learning, receiving about some leading edge insight into the technology that you can use, medical instruments. And you know, I think that's just about healing, is it? Yeah. Like you're working in with this is this work isn't going against anything that already exists in fact it's very very complementary um and also uh actually also wanted to ask you speaking mm. of dentists quite often as <laughs> men you said you worked in the past with women but what about men you also work with yes yeah so i have um 
sort of focused on women in a sense because it was a natural environment really where I was networking with women and I'm a woman myself you know so I was sort of focusing on what I what I know and what I knew um but absolutely this is open to men and women um so and I think really anyone yeah it is anyone um if, if you're open to trying a different way let's say and you know you've maybe been bashing your head against a brick wall um with anything else you may have tried or, or not tried um yeah. but and I think this sort of work has probably been seen as more of a female either a female-led um industry let's say yeah and also that the client base is has been more female orientated mm. um but it's it's great to see that more men are coming mm. into the, the realms of spirituality sure. energy healing being open to things and I think we you know, want men to come <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> because you know they've kind of been whether it's been sidelined or forgotten or you know it's deemed as this sort of thing isn't for men you know it's that's got to yeah. change because and look at Raph Okanya he's like the the perfect example and even exactly. as you were mentioned within our group there's many women in there whose husbands are beginning to become more interested yeah. and it's going to grow as well as daughters mm, it's you know, absolutely going to grow it really is so we want you know we want to be able to help as, as many people as possible because that's the other thing you know I, I don't want to see anyone suffer you know yeah. whether it's you know in a similar way to, to what I went through or in, in any way so if there's if we're able to help each other you know as individuals yeah. then that's just going to be beneficial for everybody because we all all are connected yeah. you know we all are one at the end of the day and um you know if we can help each other then that's just going to be more beneficial for everybody on the planet yeah and further afield but that's a conversation for another day <laughs> Absolutely. Ripple effect. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> So it's it's been really great. I mean, I don't know if that's um, uh, you know explained it well enough. Um, has, oh, I think you've given a really clear picture. I think that the takeaways um, is this re it's really clear that um, it's a lot to do with this connection of the mind, the body, and the spirit, and how having tried different things, like this is what you're doing now, is just so impactful not just for you but for anyone that you've worked with yeah. and it really is life-changing really? um and and what I love about it as well is is this whole introduction to the higher self there's like a very much an empowering element to it in that you come into your own power with it mm. and along that journey it's like experiencing something with this unveiling of the truth could be the thing that kicks it all off for you it could be the thing that just is the last thing you need to get through or it could be somewhere along your journey where you just you need some little bit of guidance along the way if you need stuff with with part of it it's it's um definitely it's really exciting actually it's really exciting to think of how you can really help all of these people yeah um, so, so, so far reaching because it does work on all those levels and I see um that as being very much what my journey to the sort of awakening and these abilities being unlocked what that was leading me to um you know that initial that natural desire that fascination of who people are what makes them tick you know their personalities their strengths and then going through the experience of having my son which led me to the hypnotherapy yeah. um you know the, the reiki as well and 
just some of the natural you know abilities that are coming through there and and others that are being you know developed through understanding and learning new skills and and it just made so much sense you know that aha okay so yeah maybe that's something to share you know with the listeners that you know if you are having a tough time if you've had a particular challenging you know whether it's been a childhood or life in general or particular phase you're going through you know without sounding flippant but to to understand that there's probably a greater reason for that and there will be almost like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you will come out of it and there's you know potentially a bigger reason for going through that like you know my own journey um you know if if that's sort of healing in itself in in any way or planting that seed of hope that things can be better but also like you're living you're a living example of someone who's who's found freedom from all of you know all of what all of what was all of yeah. these things that were you know stopping you from being used from living a happy life from from getting to enjoy your life and so to get that freedom back again <laughs> yeah yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. You know, free from chronic fatigue, free from hormonal issues. Amazing. Yeah. Life changes, like you said. Life changes. Really are. Day to day and you know, and far and wide, it's yeah, made such a huge positive impact. So well, I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> amazing, Katie. And oh, your contact details. How can we contact you if we wanted to find out more about Katie? Yeah, great. Thank you. So um willing include them in the show notes anyway but um so i'm email address is katie at the catalyst and that's the website address so uh, the catalyst has all the details on there and um and can we find you on social media mm, yeah so i'll include all the um oh, great. different handles for so i'm on facebook linkedin and instagram are the three main platforms mm. at the moment so yay yeah, awesome to continue to share more and uh yeah thank you so much for taking the reins and doing such a great job (laughs) (laughs) to hear about your story eh? yeah thank you thank you bye